0: important question of your day hey is this being emo Today we welcome Mike Consello from the band Owen You may also know him from bands American Football, Captain Jazz, Owls The One Upstairs, Joan of Arc There, There, There And many more to come uh, Mike, truly uh, an honor to have you on the podcast Cool, thank you And you are in Chicago right now I am And you are a father, you are a husband mm-hmm. this, is, this is happening A lot more with these bands <laughs> This is <laughs> Yeah it's about that time. It is about that time where it's scheduled around people going to sleep or when I need to be quiet. Um, the Jazz mm-hmm. June guys had to do his interview in the garage because he got yelled at. So, <laughs>
1: so hopefully... I've got a basement. So Okay,
0: you're good. Mm. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, with the, and you were born in Chicago, grew up, what was sort of the um one person that got you into music and sort of clicked for you and said this this is what I want to do was there one person uh, or one thing
1: well i think it was you know my i have a brother that's um a couple years older and you know by the time maybe i was in let's say i was in 5th grade and he was in 7th grade or something you know he was getting into like metal so i got into metal or whatever and then he found like new wave. So I got a new wave and then he got into like punk and then I got into punk. Um, yeah, so he sort of, he, he figured everything out for me by the time I was in high school and stuff. So I guess uh I owe, I owe that to him, maybe just sort of like getting into like independent or underground or punk music.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the, the what you would, sort of your path was very similar um to mine and I think a lot of people that were the same age like it was first metal and then mm-hmm. it was like wow this is this is what are all these bands no one's ever talking about them and then indie rock and sort of new wave and then punk and punk sort yeah. of some you went either indie way or you went sort of the post hardcore way mm-hmm. um what was sort of your from the early metal bands or new wave or punk what was the what was the uh i guess the the next sort of one for you to be like, "I want to
1: do this, I want to make well, uh well then so Tim started a band, older brother Tim um like you know the first week he was a freshman in high school, he came home with some some dudes and they started just like jamming in our basement um, it was like the football player, like the star running back for the football team was the drummer, and he, like, he cut up a basketball and put nails through it and wore them as, like, arm, like, the Slayer armbands, you know, with, like, spikes and stuff. So he was, he was pretty awesome. Um, and all he did was, like, like to give like, a thrash beat, that's, like, all he could do without, like, any kick drum or anything, just, like, did So they were writing songs in the bass band, and I started playing along upstairs, you know, like, they wouldn't, he didn't want me down there with him or anything. But then eventually they wanted, like, uh, Victor was playing guitar and they wanted him to play lead guitar. So they asked if I would play rhythm guitar. So maybe I was in, like, seventh grade and I joined that band kind of. Um, I mean, I could do this uh, really fast or <laughs> really slow. You know, like, we played, like, uh, we played, like, their high school variety show and stuff and uh, people's basements and whatever. And then that drummer quit to... Uh, to concentrate on like sports and, and so joining like,
0: anthrax oh. i'm just kidding
1: no. and joining anthrax <laughs> he started anthrax he started Megadeth with a um <laughs> so he just like quit so i literally went like there wasn't internet or anything but i'm like the uh, trading trading times or whatever i found a drum set for sale i think it was a 14 piece drum set and my mom bought it for me and i learned how to play the drums kind of and just like started playing drums and then that was like when I started playing drums, we started calling that cap and Jazz. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, we would just like play basements and then eventually we'd play basements in different cities. And then, uh, you know, there's like a whole scene going on by that point of a bunch of kids playing in basements everywhere.
0: Yeah, I, th- I want to get to that. I thought, too, it would be interesting that, you know, you mentioned, you know, the metal and sort of, you know, playing the drums. What were what were some of those first records that you either played along with guitar-wise or drums-wise? What were some of those ones that really connected with you?
1: Um, I I sort of taught myself guitar by playing along with, like, Metallica records, I guess. Um, you know, and then I would, Megadeth it it was, like, more challenging. I would try that. Uh And then, like I said, I got into, like, new waves, so I would learn simple uh, song structures from The Cure. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never, like, learned how to do, like, any sort of solos or anything from the metal. I think I could sort of pass through too quick, Um, and I kind of regret that. Um, But more of, like,
0: inspired, you know, if, like, for me helmet i was like okay i want to play oh, guitar and right. do drop d like i'm not yeah yeah, yeah. Know, like those well, kind of when, uh, records then
1: i mean i guess a formative one like the next sort of big step would be like maybe Shutter to think i mean everybody like you know we thought it for gods and everybody's for God's and stuff and then uh i think drawbox is big speaking of helmet like they had a split seven inch and you know like they were doing interesting things but i think like shutter to think was sort of like weird time signatures or just like odd chords. And, and that was sort of like, Oh, cool. You can do different stuff. Oh, I think I remember like early cap and jazz, we were trying to learn James addiction songs, you know, like, which I think is in hindsight, good. Like that's like interesting song structures. And so, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of like pop punk, you know, there wasn't a lot of like, I mean, I loved green day in eighth grade or whatever, but like, there wasn't like, I think it was good for all of us that we just kind of we, we bypass sort of like the like smarmy snot punk stuff. So. Well
0: that's that's actually really interesting because so many people you know if it's a West Coast band it's sort of a certain feel East Coast and Midwest gets such a it's so different from everything else and I, I'm i that's why I was sort of getting with what sort of things I mean you can hear that it's a shutter to think it's the Cure it's Metallica and being in chicago being in that time what what about it do you feel got people to then say wow it's this midwest sound
1: oh you know what else well i think it's, i think we all sort of played and watched and liked all of each other's bands too all the time and i think that was like just a huge influence like you wanted to like i mean we would literally have basement shows with the same sort of like six bands rotating, you know, three of them will play this weekend and the next week we do another three. And then, um, so you would, you would want to write songs that like the same people would see you. They'd be like, Oh, that new song's awesome and stuff. So, um, there's a band gauge from, from, from the burbs that were like, you know, like they're everybody around here. That's like huge influence for everybody. They had sort of like their own sound and they were really good musicians. At it. Um, yeah. So they were influential and, I don't know. I mean, I think there's something about, I mean, looking back, like, like Cap and Jazz, I think what was good about it was that we weren't that good, maybe. Like, I think now, like if, I mean, we did those reunion shows, and it was sort of hard to play that bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you were it figuring sort of it like, out. You were figuring it yeah, out. Yeah. we were going.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess. But there was something like, there's something, uh, you know, it was just it was just, it was only pretty much energy. You know, like, that's all it was. And so... To try to like, to try to do that well is sort of like there's no purpose to it. It's sort of like oh, well, what's the point? Of, you know, I guess we can play the songs, but who cares if we can't play them fast and Tim can't scream? You know. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts about? I mean, even now, bands are still talking about that time, that that area, and those bands and and just you guys being in it, me being on the outside, I just was like, oh, well, that's, I could hear a band and be like, oh, that sounds like they're from the Midwest. And nine times out of 10, mm-hmm. they were. Um, yeah. it, was it just you guys were all, I mean, it was this community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I agree though. There was like something, you know, like the West coast was poppier and catchier and the East coast was, uh, hardcore and DC stuff. And the, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we were conscious of it then. Like, I guess we were all just. I think we all in the middle. We liked. I mean, I think we kind of liked both coasts and what they're doing. We kind of like mixed it together or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I, I think about it a lot more than other people. Um, but I really it's <laughs> like this. It's this. It's such a. It's such a, a great moment too. With, you know, the the music that was happening and how different it was, but then also the time period of it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, being that you had to work a little bit harder, you had to read liner notes, you had to go to shows, um, you could read, you know, if it was maximum rock and roll or whatever, it was zines, like it wasn't as quick and fast, um, as mm-hmm. me typing in, um, Captain Jazz and getting Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. were there, were there things about it that you liked then that you're now, you know in a band and still doing stuff and kind of being like well crap i got to update the twitter i got to do a youtube video you know it's those <laughs> what was are there things that you No i i uh, and...
1: I loved it it was it was way yeah it was it was just very very different and uh it was just yeah there was no nobody ever thought that any of the bands would get popular or make money and there was like no intention to like it was actually like frowned upon you know like selling out was a big deal and all that stuff um any sort of radio or tv ads or any of that like and now it's sort of like the only way you can make money you know or like i think bands start out and they're just like oh cool like that's the goal and i mean i think they legitimately think that they're punk or they're indie or whatever like there's no there's no uh there's no contrast now between being indie and having a song on like a car commercial, you know, like at the Super Bowl. like it just, oh cool, like cool. An indie band has a song on a car commercial, but it's like back then it doesn't, it was like an oxymoron, you know, like, yeah. So, I mean, and it, everything was great. Touring was fun. There was no uh, internet or anything. So you would just, you know, you'd have a phone number of the kid's house that you were playing and staying at. And you would have directions that would lead you to like a gas station close to his house. And then, When you get there, you'd stop at, like, the payphone at the gas station and call and get, like, detailed directions to his house and stuff. So everything was just fun. It was just like you're like a – I mean, and we were young, so, like, it was just like a – you can just act stupid because, you know, you wouldn't get arrested or anything. (laughs) So whatever. It was just like a free-for-all. It was so fun. But yeah, now, I mean, it's just now I'm like – I mean, I'm not in a – I mean, it seems like I'm in like a real band, but I'm I'm not like none of my bands tour full time or anything. Um, and I'm I'm not like, I mean, like my wife teaches high school, so she sort of makes the money, so I can I don't really stress about, or I don't I don't really think too far ahead about like how I can make this a career because I'm I don't know if I already gave up on it or if I just don't uh, need to worry about it like that, so um, I can just sort of. Do however much or little as I want, um, but I see you know like I see these the younger bands like just like they have managers before they have record down and you know like all this stuff that just it was it didn't even exist then it wasn't even like the lexicon at that point.
0: Well, it, they didn't have that. I don't know. They didn't have that moment where they were above or they were above the basement listening to their brother play and you playing along. There wasn't that. Yeah. It's almost like you know, the someone knocking on your door and being like, let's do this. Like, I got an idea. It was, there wasn't that time to cultivate because things were, it's so much faster. Um, yeah. You and I could and, record yeah. a song right now on Bandcamp and someone could call tomorrow.
1: Right, right, right. Right. No, everything, like you said, like you had to put work into it. And like, even just like you'd never had to, uh, you wouldn't really, you wouldn't even know what a band looked like. Like, you know, I had friends that would like, like, book a show at a BFW, and then, like, you know, like, Lungfish would show up, and you're like, whoa, these are just, like, these crazy old guys. (laughs) You had no idea. You just, you had, like, an album, and you liked it, and then they'd show up. And now, like, now you see all their press photos and all the bullshit, you know, and it totally influences stuff. So it was pretty cool to sort of hear it, like, totally sort of, like, pure, I think, kind of.
0: Yeah, I remember one of the times I saw Refused, I didn't know what they looked like. You know, and there was like these four dudes just hanging out and then all of a sudden they like get up and get on stage. I'm like, oh, that's what they look like. Fantastic. Right. It was (laughs) was almost like bands could almost be anonymous and like work the merch table. Like some people you would maybe recognize, but for the most part you wouldn't. And then after the show, you could then go up to them. So it was almost like you guys almost could walk around anonymous before a show. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah just, but
0: i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> i guess yeah it wasn't even <laughs> i mean like there was we were literally playing in kids basements so there's nowhere to go and the merch table was just like in the kitchen we would pull out our t-shirts you know that's so funny yeah. um
0: when was the first time that you heard the word emo
1: mm-hmm. i have no idea <laughs> uh
0: was it okay then i mean i i don't even remember actually i I do but it's so faint like the when it came but the i guess initially you know a lot of things i had thought were okay this is hardcore this is post or whatever there's genres and labels put attached to things and then it got you know such a negative connotation to it and some people have such a they're okay with it some of them had a negative thing to it when you heard about it and sort of getting roped in early, was it there's discussions in the van being like, What the
1: fuck is this word? Or Um I think like I think I think at first it was associated with like the D C stuff. Like Righteous spring and stuff. Like I think maybe we heard it then. And then uh I don't know if when like Cap and Jazz was a band if we were ever if it was thrown around then. Maybe it, maybe it was just after that or something, promise ring. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I know sort of, I know later, I know, like, what it turned into. And, you know, like, I know that it turned into, like, the mall stuff, like, the follow boy stuff. And that was kind of like, at that point, I mean, I already felt like an old dude because I was out of college and, you know, whatever. So, I I already was not associated with it or didn't really have any association with it, aside from maybe some sort of history in the band that led to something like that, you know?
0: Yeah. But, I mean, it was, yeah. it was this... It was really kind of a... I had felt that it was a certain time, maybe late 90s, where it was okay, The word was okay. Yes, you could sort of associate it with it. It wasn't anything outward. It wasn't like Mm -hmm. there were magazines about it or articles. It was, this band is this. Okay, well, I love it because you also liked the hardcore band and you liked the punk band Mm -hmm. that came through the next day. Um, And then, yeah, 2000 on or mid-2000s, you know, kind of turned and everyone kind of went underground. But the interesting thing, I think you've had stuff all through it. What did you... Did you sense, okay, you know, th- I was associated with this th- this time period and this sound, but now it's this, I'm going to go under, or was it, I'm just going to keep doing my own thing?
1: Well, uh, I mean, I know that you I did, but I just, y-
0: your thoughts about f- hearing, seeing these bands, you know, uh, get attached well, I, to I this mean, genre.
1: So, like, take a year, like, 1995, maybe, was like, Everybody knew emo and they thought it was like my chemical romance or something right like Maybe I was later. writing like
0: huh you said ninety five I would say like two thousand i don't like know
1: you. I'm oh, I got okay two thousand yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm sorry i meant I meant two thousand and five actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean like later like I mean so I was already like i just it's it's just uh I understand how <laughs> I understand my place in emo history, but uh, I mean like the last like eight Owen records have all kind of sounded exactly the same. And I guess like a lot of the early ones are like whining and pining over girls and stuff. But um, like musically it's like, it's nothing like that. And like, I never like aesthetically like the look of like the record or me or anything was never really part of it. So uh, yeah, I, I never really thought about it, you know, like, I think at some point in my 20s, when I was when I was touring more, and it was just me and acoustic guitar, I'm like, oh, I should just be like a folk singer kind of guy. So I kind of associated myself with that kind of thing, even though it wasn't like country music or anything, you know, or folk music necessarily, I don't know.
0: I mean, that, that also brings up the... Um... You know now. I mean, I know that the I think I forget what dictionary came out and said "selfie" was the word of 2013. I think right, the word. Yeah. I, th- I think the word of 2013 for music uh, was emo revival, and <laughs> all of these articles and people coming out of the woodwork, and you know, it's it's just to you know. I, I mean, I look to if it's maritime or you know, uh, you know, Texas or you guys and. There's just so many people that have just been doing it this whole time. And now there's these bands that are referencing that, not the mid-90s or mid-2000s. Why now? Why do you feel like 2013 was that year that everyone turned? Did everyone get bored and they were looking through the the encyclopedia and trying to find another genre to to write about? I I just, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either because I feel like the band's, I don't I'm not familiar with a lot of them but it it seems like they've been doing it for a few years already anyway. So it's not it like happened, they're all
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So it's not like they it's not like they're like this like second generation revivalists. Like they're, you know, they're just like kids that like the music. Um I don't know. I think I think I mean if you take the label away, music musically and it's sort of like what we were doing like in the 90s, it's just like what comes out. It's not like you know, we're like trying to write a little more interesting than pop punk, um, a little more catchy than hardcore, a little, you know what I mean? So it's sort of like musically it makes sense, um, that it would be popular, you know, amongst sort of kids that are seeking some sort of outlet aside from pop rock or popular music. Um, yeah. And it, and it also like totally works. Like you don't need like a stadium, you don't need a a big show for it or anything. So, You know, these kids are just, they're starting scenes, I think, the same way that our scene started 15 years ago. So it just makes sense. I think it's, like, coming from an organic place. I have no idea why, like, the media or something or anybody sort of, like, caught on to it again. Like, I feel like it's, it's been going on. At least in the Midwest, like, in Chicago, I know there's been bands that have been, like, doing this for the past 10 years, you know?
0: So. Yeah, I feel, too, I mean, it was 90, well, maybe, well, 2009, was when these first things I started getting links of people saying, hey, someone sounds like Mineral, and they're new. I was like, what? No. They're not copying, you know, whatever band that was popping." No, they're actually, I was like, this is interesting. And yeah, 2010, it started to be more, and yeah, so it's definitely, but you're right, it came from the right place. Mm -hmm. It wasn't this, it wasn't this, you know, God, I can't wait to get on MTV and, you know, make, you know, get this crazy video. It was like, I'm just going to do what feels right. right. Um, and right. I think that's what's, that's what made me really happy. I smiled so big when I just heard these bands and was like, wow, these kids are just making music. They're, they're like green. This is great.
1: <laughs> yeah. And a lot of them are making it, you know, better. They're just, I mean, just naturally, like, they're just better at their instruments and stuff. <laughs> so yeah.
0: There's plenty of YouTube videos for them to study. Um, And I think interesting too, I don't know if you read the NPR article recently. Um, One of the people interviewed kind of talking about this resurgence was that it was a boys club. And recently I I I threw out the the word out to Twitter and was talking to a lot of people and sort of coming up with a list. And I came up with two and a half hours worth of bands (laughs) that – had a woman in it or there was someone prominent. Yeah. What did you feel about that? I was really slighted. I was like, this is not, it was it didn't, it wasn't the hardcore scene. It wasn't this, you know, guys in the front being all tough and girls in the back. It was, God, it was checking out Discount or Raina Maria, like all these, it was
1: Jejune, all that stuff. It was cool. But that is, it is, it is kind of, it is weird that like, like you said, like, all that other like sort of like the hardcore scene you know, the metal scene, all that stuff is like so obviously a boys club I and mean, it's such, there's so much posturing, like who's kind of tougher than the other guy. It's weird that they would sort of pick on this, this sort of like sensitive, sort of uh, honest subculture as being a boys club when all the other shit is sort of, yeah, way more so. Yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah. I never, I've never heard of that complaint, you know, just, and I, have you know, touring always in up. Touring with bands with girls and stuff, um, yeah. I don't
0: know. Yeah, Well the bands that I were in 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 uh, in college, ever, I had to have a girl singer for some reason. I was oh, like,
1: obsessed. Me too. I had
0: to have a girl singer.
1: Me too. <laughs> Not the band I was in. All the bands I liked, though. I mean, I, I, that was like, like in, in when I yeah, like my high school, college era. Like I used to love all bands with girl singers. Like my favorite band of all time is like the Sundays. Um, yeah, I mean, just, like, I was just, like, uh, yeah, and, and like, yeah, like, looking back, like, there's, of all the genres, it seems, like, totally the most open to women. Like, what, like, in the bands, in the, yeah. you know, as a fan, or, like, whatever, like, it's totally, like, yeah, that's weird. Like, it was
0: the one show that they felt okay to go to, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> no exactly. one's going no one's gonna push anybody around, like
1: it's so weird yeah
0: um what was what was um what do you what did you what do you love about being associated with it with with emo and and what do you hate about it
1: <laughs> uh, I, I don't i don't think either really applies like uh that was a horrible a pretty... question <laughs> no 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 well, no it's a uh, it's, it's it's a question and i think it's i don't think uh like I said, like by the time the label exists or anything, I was sort of already moving on. Like I was like the bands that I'm sort of the email bands that I'm known for. I wasn't in anymore. And I was kind of just doing my own thing already. Um, And then, yeah. So I just, I just never connected with it, even though it was like the kind of bands and the kind of music all my friends were always playing. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, what I like about it, I wouldn't say I love, but I do like, uh I'm sort of proud like, of a lot of the bands that are in the genre that claim to like my music. I think that's super cool. You know, like, if, if, if they were influenced at all by what I did, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, and I guess what I don't like about it is some of the bands that suck that claim to be influenced by what I did. It's kind of embarrassing and sucks, so... Um, yeah, I don't know, but I also don't, you know, I'm like, uh, in my day to day life, it it doesn't really register, uh, any sort of love or hate from me.
0: Yeah. Um, definitely a band that, you know, people have talked about immensely. And, um, actually this was someone from, um, I believe Twitter that asked this, they were like, how many times, um, do you think you're going to get asked about the American football records? He's like, we think he's like, I want to do either, so this for science or some, you know, some, uh, some, uh, way to catalog this, um, for future, right. future generations.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's in, it's insane. Like the legs of that album. Like it was, we recorded that album. Literally the last weekend that two, of, two out of three of us were like still in school. Like we just, we two of us graduated and we knew we were moving back to Chicago so we were like, oh, let's just finish these songs, you know, in the studio and just put out the record. it was nice enough to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, so like, you know, we had, I don't know how many songs on nine maybe? I don't even know. And one of them might not be a real song. Um, yeah, and most of them were mostly done. Uh, we recorded them. We're like, oh, man, we need to double those guitars because we didn't have a bass player. So it sounded super thin. So we doubled the guitars. And that kind of gave it a a different sound, I guess. Um, I finished writing some sort of lyrics or melodies to some of the songs and just sort of screeched them out. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's what, yeah, I would say of all, like, I mean, there's so many bands, you know, like uh, Bob from Braid and stuff. Like he was, in that time, he was in probably 10 bands throughout those like four years of my college, you know. Obviously, Braid was sort of like the main one, but... And so it's just like everybody was kind of in a few different bands and stuff and put out one record or something. So it's so funny that that record is still sort of referenced by anybody.
0: I mean, it's referenced you know, instead in of... everything. If it's... I'm serious. If there's, if there's an <laughs> if A to you're... Z, if there's an A to Z, A is American football. Um, Or yeah, if but someone's mentioning bands. because band.
1: you're... Uh... If you run a podcast about emo, then it's referenced and everything. But, like, in, in, you know, real life, it's not really... Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, definitely. It's just part of the... Yeah, it's never really, you know, it's not like a Katy Perry record or something. Um, Thank
0: God. Thank God.
1: Thank God, Um, yeah. I have
0: worked worked some of those. No, thank you. Um, What label do you work for? I used to work for EMI, which is now Universal. Mm -hmm. And I used to work at... Equal Vision Records, um, Oh cool, Vagrant Records, and uh, TVT Records. I don't know if you remember that record label. I um, do remember that. Yeah, that was my first. Cool. Yeah, it, it was. It's it's been a fun ride.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's cool stuff, and it's sort of, you know, those are all different enough to you're exposed to a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean. Festivals like Mac Rock, or you know, getting to go to those early CMJ showcases for a lot of these labels. It was just those eye-opening um, times where either these bands and things strike a chord, and um... yeah, I didn't mean everything. I, you know, American football definitely. If there's a conversation, um, it comes up, and the whenever, whenever we played Never Meant um, at Emo Night there is yeah. always someone who doesn't expect it. And in between the little drum fill at the start, before it starts, you always hear yeah. someone go, Oh shit. Cause they didn't expect <laughs> it. So, <laughs> um, I always listen for it. That was uh, that's something that I enjoy doing when I'm, so whenever, whenever people come to New York, you can, you, you can hear that same random person say, Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. No,
1: it's, it, I mean, that's, it's super cool. Like, uh, I've said a million times in interviews, like, I, you know, the only reason that I, I continue to be able to make music is because I have this history that people like, and then uh, polyvinyl is nice enough to keep putting out records, and, um, you know, Justin, who books me, you know, Justin Bridgewater? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he really, for some reason, I don't know, I mean, there's a Mac Rock connection, but I don't know why at some point he's like, yeah, I'll book you. And I don't know if I've ever made him money the past 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't play a lot of shows and stuff.
0: But he and, and I come from the, the show, same ilk. Like, the same, like, you know, I met him in, when he was in college. I came down as, yeah, like, right. a... And so, he was booking Mac Rock, and we. I would always come down, whatever label I was at or in college, and we met that way. And just for him to, you know, him being connected... And getting it, because those those shows and those that that festival was such the essence of what I loved about this music too. Um, everyone yeah. was there. The, all the bands kind of made sense. There was it was every genre, and everyone seemed to get along. Um, mm-hmm. So it was interesting.
1: Yeah, no, that's what he. Yeah, I got invited there, and I mean, I loved it. I think it did two or three years, sort of in a row. Um, I would sort of plan little tours around it, and he yeah i mean i think he was kind of like oh i'll just book your shows on the way out on the way back and stuff and we hit it off but um yeah i mean that american football record i don't know how or why but it is i guess a reason that i'm still able to make music so it's super
0: cool yeah the the other thing that made sense to me when you mentioned sort of the i'm always saying it and i was at a maritime show before they announced this promise ring stuff this is a couple years ago my i um, trying to remember the dates and this kid kept yelling a promise ring song. And I remember looking at Davey kind of smile and keep doing maritime stuff, but it was this young kid. And I remember going up mm-hmm. to him after, and I said, were you bummed out? And he's like, no, man. Or I was like, would you bum that this kid was yelling the song? And, and, you, and he was like, no, he's like, he's came to the show because he loves promise ring, but he came and saw maritime.
1: <laughs> he's yeah, like, right.
0: he's like, and I think that same thing for you. like, is it a part of Owen and all these other things that are connected? Is it someone coming to hear you continue? That's such a great moment. If it's nothing feels good or if it's the American football record, there's people that are connecting to it and still having, you know, want to hear you. And I think that's such a, an amazing thing that not a lot of bands get um, and have.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's appreciated. Even if, in the moment while I'm trying to play maybe a song that I relate to more now, you know, I, I'm not as uh, appreciative about somebody yelling for never meant, but, uh, you should have named it something job.
0: really funny. You should have named it like Banana Shoes. Because then it <laughs> well, would have just made you I, like, I know, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Banana
1: shoes at me. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. 15 years <laughs> later, yeah. <laughs> the rest of my life people are yelling Banana Shoes at me. <laughs>
0: I apologize <laughs> um someone had mentioned too, and through my uh crack um uh uh research team, which is me um polyvinyl hinted at like a release of American football from an old tape is that
1: yeah what's No, the deal? it's happened there's a uh, there's uh it was sort of it's happening i forget i think it's uh in the fall or in the winter or spring pretty soon it's just a re-release the album but um we found like literally a cassette tape with from a practice or a couple practices with sort of just like i wouldn't call them new songs but sort of new uh demos or new ideas or new things like you know stuff that nobody's heard and i don't think there's vocals on any of them um so it's 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 sort of we sort of debated, like, well, can we, like, properly, like, charge people money to not, like, finished songs or anything? But I guess it's, like, if we put it as a re-release, it's just sort of bonus material. Um, it's, it's sort of, like, some people might want to hear
0: it. I think people are so, going to be really happy about that.
1: Well, it's, yeah. I mean, they're very, it's it's not, I, I don't want to sell it at all. <laughs> it's really, like, you know, like, this tape captured us working on this thing that nobody's heard before. Um, but that said, like, it's not, it's definitely not like a finished product or like a, a polished product, but you know, if, if you're a fan, I mean, I would, I would like to hear sort of Jay mask. just sitting around, you know, noodling or something. So it, it could be interesting. So yeah, that, that's coming up for sure. Great. I
0: think people will be stoked on that. Um, yeah. switching gears, um, Joan of Arc, um, you mm-hmm. know, I I definitely followed um, that band and, you know, obviously being in love with Jade Tree, you know, all those things. Was that your experimental, let's try things out sort of band? I always felt you never knew what you're going to hear when you turned it on.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, I, I, uh, I had a lot of fun because it was sort of like, it sort of satisfied this sort of, uh, I have like an interest in sort of, you know, Doing weird shit, and it, it definitely satisfied that. But I can't really take much credit for how weird it is. It was it was sort of always Tim's thing, um, and it was just always a rotating cast, which sort of lent to like, like you're saying, like every album you didn't know what you're gonna get because on a, some al- you know every album a different drummer, a different you know came like, with different like other songwriters and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was it was that's when I went to college. Captain Jazz broke up. Tim stayed in Chicago and was sort of doing that. They started doing it full time and I would sort of jump on every summer just for, you know, just a to tour or to write a record or something. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I always said if I could, if, if, if somebody would commission me to go make a best of Jonah bark compilation with like the best 40 songs from all the records, I think it'd be like the best record ever. Um, cause there's a lot, there's just, a, it's just a lot to sift through. Um, but it is kind of neat, like uh, like looking back to see like the progression of the band, or just how like it changed so much from album to album.
0: Yeah, that was the sort of fun part about it. I mean, I worked at the college radio station, so records would show up, and you're like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, it didn't it was it wasn't like it was a premiere on Spin.com for me to check out a song. It was that exactly first. Right. It was that first well, listen.
1: <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is that so Cap and Jazz broke up, and then Promise Ring. Right, right. Then was already they were already banned. Like so, they they just like toured, put an album out, very catchy, very popular. So people just started hearing about Cap'n Jazz after we were broken up, and so by the time Joan of Arc would was, was like, okay, we're gonna do like a whole you know U.S. tour. People are kind of like, oh, cool. I just got into Cap'n Jazz. I never got to see them. These are the guys from Cap'n Jazz. So like we would show up, and uh, a lot of like the first couple of Joan of Arc records were. The songs were sort of written around uh, a guy, Jeremy, who wasn't in Cap and Jazz, would make little electronic, like, noise boxes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could tell sort of here in the records. Anyways, we'd show up, and just to see how disappointed all these people were who thought they were <laughs> going to get, like, a Cap and Jazz sweaty release, you know, like, just these weird, you know, newly little songs. Um and it, and it is definitely, like, you couldn't do that now. Like you said, like, you couldn't be like, oh, I'll check out their band campers. first. It was sort of like you would just, all you would know is they used to be in this band that I liked, and it was a rock band or whatever, and then they show up, and it's a bunch of idiots doing something totally different. So it was funny. <laughs> definitely That's, funny.
0: Yeah, that, I I kind of like that. It was, I don't know, you showed up, and I definitely feel, I don't know if it's just from the generation, but like my attention span is so much worse. Um, I could sit and watch a band I've never heard before for six or seven songs by the eighth song. Yeah. I'm going to go outside or, you know, look at the oh, no, table totally. or something, but like you sat there and watched and I, I, someone had took a bunch of photos from this venue in North Carolina that I would see shows at. And it's, everyone's looking at the lead singer. And I think yeah. if you did that now, 60% of the faces will be lit up by a by a phone.
1: Right, a phone just sitting there, right. Either taking a picture of it and posting it or just checking their email or <laughs> whatever, right. No, everybody's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, the attention spans are insane now. And that's why, even if it's a band I want to see, I feel by the sixth song, I'm like, cool, they sound really good, I'm going to go to the bar and drink. Like, and it's not even like an install. it's just... I just, you know, I get it. I mean, that's why it blows my mind that anybody comes to any of these shows. So it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm fascinated by pre-internet and pre-cell phone. Um,
1: How I don't old think... are you?
0: I am 35.
1: Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you get it. You were yeah. You know what it was like before.
0: Yeah, the I I people that listen have heard this, but like I book a Saves the Day show at a pizza place I worked at it was one email and then, or two emails (laughs) and they show up. There wasn't 16 text messages. You know, I took a left at the, at the Texaco. Am I still there? Like, no, this is where it is. You showed up. This is the time. And that was it. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's (laughs) awesome. I mean, it is, it makes you like, I mean, we, you know, we toured Europe and we didn't, I don't, we used like a map, you know what I mean? Like a fucking (laughs) 80 page, like, all right, for anyone born after 1990,
0: by... a map is a piece of paper and it showed you where yeah, everything right. was and there were roads on it. And no you could click fun, on though. it.
1: <laughs> I mean like I really enjoyed it. Like I think we all did. I think it was like you know at, at home at that point we had MapQuest or something. So but it wasn't like on your phone or you had to print up, you know, print like out a the, yeah. So you had printed directions, and if they were wrong, you're just like, "Well, I don't know what the fuck." Like, it's not going to adjust, like your blue dot or anything. <laughs> so it was just, uh, it was fun. It was, you know, when you're, if you're running out of gas on a country road in the middle of the night, you just pull over. Like, you don't, you know, what I mean, it's not like, oh, I can just find out how close the gas station is and we'll make it. Or you know, it was just everything was fun. Then and-
0: I, I would love to, you know, to talk about, you know, what you're doing you know, now and continuously been doing Owen and, you know, seven records. Um, what about this project keeps you motivated? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> I've heard What's that my... answer
0: before. I've heard that answer before. Yeah, am... I mean, this is this is your else, thing. Yeah. This is your, I mean, this is, yes, this is your thing, but it's not a job to you, right?
1: No, my, I mean, that's what, you know, like, uh, when I'm talking to other parents at my kid's school, they'll say like, you know, I'm just like, oh, I don't, you know, I, I, play, I'll just be like, I play music. Like, <laughs> I there's no, there's no detail of like, oh, I've been playing music and I've been playing uh, to the same thirty people in Atlanta for the past eighteen years. You know, what I mean, like, it's not, you know, I'm just like, oh, I kind of play music sometimes, but they, you know, I'm just like a stay-at-home dad, pretty much.
0: Um, so, so no one has brought up a seven-inch to you
1: and said, like, could you? Sign nobody is. Oh, we like another parent, no. So you you <laughs> haven't been stopped no. in the mall? No, none of that. None of that. I mean maybe if I I'm shopping in the wrong stores. Um, actually I mean like in American Apparel uh, a couple of years ago, I walked in and they were playing an owl C D like when I walked in. It was kinda of funny <laughs> that like these kids kinda of like, go, Oh, and they said something, you know, at the end, they like, sorry about that. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, <laughs> sorry about uh, that. See, no, that's... I mean, they, were, they thought it was like, they were like embarrassed. I was like, no, it's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Um... But, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I just, I do it because it's fun. Like, I'm, like, if I'm home with kids, like, all month or something, it's fun to have, like, okay, at the end of this month, I'm going to go away for a weekend and, and you know, I get a couple nights I can drink and I get to play. And if there's 50 people there and they're all there to see me, then right for those that night, I'm the coolest kid in the room, you know? Which so is the opposite Owen of my life is, at home.
0: Is Owens, you're saving your marriage and in family? Saving my marriage? Is that I'm you kidding. I'm jo- like, you know, like this is your time away. <laughs>
1: this is your time to do your no, thing. No, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Well, it, it stays my, um, it, yeah. At that, at this point, that's what it is. Though it's sort of just like, it's just like, it's a, it's an amazing part-time job. You know, I, I get to look forward to it instead of. There was like a transition period. Where I was, I was sort of playing a lot more shows, sort of less successfully. You know, I was just sort of like, well, this sucks. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't really. I don't love just sitting in bars waiting to play every night of the year. So. um yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super excited about where it's at and where I'm at and where uh, where I don't care if it goes.
0: So you 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 haven't thought about that? Like, what's the what? Have you thought about? Okay, I want to do this or I want to do that with it. It's more of when you sit down and write, and that's going to be the record. I know that you've worked with people from time to time on records, but when it comes down to it, it's you and that guitar. When your kids go to band. yeah, yeah.
1: It's, they're all they're all they're all kind of the same uh it's the same process kind of over and over now um I wouldn't mind changing a little. I found like a guy I love recording with my buddy Neil, and I think he's going to sort of like inspire me to change the recording process a little and writing process interesting so, what I about that what, what would be the
0: difference would it
1: would it um it's just you... like like I used to. I used to kind of get far enough with with enough songs that I'd be like, okay, I'll go record them now. And I always, I mean, like, honestly, I would feel bad, even if I'm paying somebody like an engineer to like, like, man, they got to like sit there and like try to, they have to like listen to my songs for a week or whatever, two weeks or however long it takes. And it's like not their thing. And I mean, I, I know that's the job and stuff, but like, and I'd be like, oh, I want to do it again. I didn't really get that pull-off or whatever. Like, the, the littlest detail, I'd, like, I'd feel bad making them or, like, asking them if I could do it again, so I wouldn't. And then I'd sort of be bummed that I didn't do it again because I heard it differently, you know? Um, but I'm just, I'm comfortable enough with Neil where it's sort of like I'm 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 excited to go in a studio and just sort of fuck around and see what comes out. And if I don't like it, I'm comfortable enough to, like, say I don't like it. And Yeah. So, I mean, the last album was a little, I don't know if it's sonically very different, but it sort of like felt different to make. And uh, the songs feel, they feel different to me a little bit or enough that uh, I'm sort of excited to see what happens the next time. Because so, yeah, that's, I I'm think,
0: excited. and I think you're at this point where, and I've, you know, if it's, you know, the Jimmy Eat World guys or all these bands that are still going, it's like, there's kids that are going to show up in every city. Um, and, you <laughs> I know, wouldn't uh, think
1: I'm out of the same level as Jimmy World No, yeah. I
0: know, I know that. I'm saying, like, they're they've been doing it continuously. People show up. They put out a record. It's supported. You, they put out a record. It's supported. Kids show up, and I think that's the true testament to sort of you know this music and the the what what it meant to a lot of people and still do.
1: Um, oh yeah, oh, but, it's super cool. I think mean, that's what I like. I mean, there's I only. I feel like I know sort of which cities I'm going to be able to go to and people will show up, you know, like I've played enough bad shows to know which cities I don't need to play any more bad shows in. Um, So I'll play New York and Philly and Boston and Chicago. And then I'll sort of skip, you know, I'll skip a lot of the cities in between (laughs) the two East coast and Chicago. Um, yeah, but it's, it's. I mean, it is, like, it's, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it's it's so different than my, my real life that when I do get get out for a weekend, it's like, I think I appreciate it more than, like, like these dudes that are, like, on the road all the time and sort of just like, oh, another city, like, a bunch of people here, I'm going to play my songs, and then I'm going to, you know, Call go to the somewhere next else. One. Cause I yeah.
0: Think,
1: yeah, for me, it's like, oh, cool, like, you know, I get excited to talk to Justin. I'm like, oh, man, there's already, like, 100 people Pre-sale, whatever. I'm like, I'm excited. because like, I thought there'd be nobody there this time. Because yeah. last time I got too drunk and couldn't even play my song. So, <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's always like appreciated. Now,
0: what's the um? Is there what's the most memorable thing someone's yelled
1: at you during a show? Oh shoot, couldn't have been that memorable. memorable. Um,
0: something sexy, something mean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've gotten probably more mean than sexy. Oh you know, one time at uh in Lawrence, Kansas Oh man. Um sorry I'm watching football. Uh
0: what what was Lawrence, going on?
1: Kansas uh Atlanta's beating New Orleans seven nothing in the first quarter. But there was a big hit. Um I was playing in the front of a bar and it was a, you know, there's probably eight people there and I think I was with I was opening for like Ryan or Marie or something or, those guys are with me. Um, and i was just playing my stupid quiet songs and I had my head down. Like I was, you know, like I was definitely just like not asking for any attention or anything. And some drunk dude walks up to me in the middle of the song. I didn't even see him. And he like grabs my head and like gives me a big wet kiss on my cheek. Like, and I totally got like freaked out. I mean, he's just some drunk dude, like either making fun of me or I don't know, whatever, like some local dude. Um, but it creeped me out. I don't know why. I was just like, why does this guy think he can come touch me, and I don't know. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you could picture the setting of like, no, it wasn't like I was on a stage, and it was like like Morrissey, some fan wanted to like touch him. It was like some some drunk dude that was just hanging out at the bar. I happened to be just like playing guitar in, in a corner. Put yeah. put anyway. his,
0: put his two brain cells together and came on by.
1: Yeah, he's like, uh, fuck this guy. I'll shut him up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I every show I sort of ask for some sort of interaction with the crowd. um, And if it's not sort of American football stuff, it's usually like sports or something that we can just actually talk about. I don't get too much crazy stuff, I don't think.
0: The, the you know, it's not thing. like
1: a... Uh... Oh, go on.
0: No, no, I was just the, the sports thing, I... I remember talking about this with Davey and I remember a Mac rock show you played at a theater in MacRock. rock. It was like, there were like seats. It was like a, uh, you know, for plays mm. and stuff. And I remember, and this could be just because it was whatever, 98 or nine, whenever, what year it was. I think you had like made fun of someone that was like talking about sports and I don't remember if it was because of the team or something, but I was like, wow, that was cold. Like one of those, like, <laughs> you got burned. Like no one else said anything after. I don't remember what it was. I just – that's all I remember is like you have like basically having like a really good comeback and the kid not well, that's being able like, to say uh, anything back. <laughs> Do you yeah, remember I that. Bad about that.
1: <laughs> I don't, but I feel bad because I probably wanted – Like, they actually talk to people, and then if I'm a dick to them, you know, they're not really going to keep talking, so that's pretty
0: stupid. (laughs) Um, I always thought, too, that sports and emo was such a funny thing. Some people were so against it, but then some, you know, were so into it, and now, you know, I think half of the people that I follow on Twitter, people like, everyone's, if it's Sunday, it is like fantasy football. Oh, right, yeah, there's
1: totally no, yep. (laughs) Is that's it because my, we like have the,
0: nothing to do? Is it uh, It's because, you know, it's either family or this is like a release? Because, I mean, I love sports. I've always loved sports and music equally. So it was, I always thought it true. was the same. It was like, you know, everyone, it was, I don't know, people suppressed it for a while. I don't know.
1: Yeah, man, I don't know. I think uh, there's, uh, I mean, I definitely remember like being in the van and, and Davey, we the only two dudes you know who like liked it and I feel like even at like at the shows it wasn't like a thing people talked about but now right like you said like everybody's fancy football everything is everything's mixed together now um, you know you remember like the movies we grew up with when like the jocks you know made fun of the the punks or whatever you know what I mean like the jocks were like their own thing but now like everything, everybody got everybody started mating with each other so now it's like you can do whatever you want it's just like cool I like it I mean I feel more comfortable what else in this room reminds
0: me happening now, the their 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 project, which I think I've spelled three different ways um every other time I write it out. Um because I'm not I'm not good at remembering my theirs. But how did I mean working with Evan um and this project kinda coming about, um
1: what 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 sparked it for you guys? Um I mean I was I I just I liked what Evan was doing already um and i knew he was playing in a bunch of bands and i i wasn't even familiar with matt's stuff and i honestly thought i was going to go play drums in a band that uh, evan was writing playing guitar for so i showed up at the first practice like kind of like oh fuck what did i get myself into um and then matt shredded and everything was totally cool um yeah i don't know it's sort of i'm really i'm excited about it just because it just uh I mean, I like the dudes. I like the music. It's, like, fun to play. Um, And I just like that, like, it sort of harkens back. Like, there is no aspirations of, you know, it's just sort of like, oh, when we're all home, let's write some songs. And then uh, when when we're all home again, we'll record them. And then when we're all home, we'll do whatever. So, you know, it's not like, oh, how are we going to conquer the world being this popular band? It's just sort of like a fun thing to do that's, like, sort of a side thing for all of us.
0: So that, I mean, the other question was, does it appease a different side of you, you know? But yeah, it's that it's that fun part that there's no...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just playing rock drums, is like, right, it's a totally different, yeah. It's a, a totally different satisfaction from, like... I mean, and playing the shows is, like, way more fun than playing the Owen shows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have to make the small talk. I don't have to, you know, I can get as drunk as I want. I don't have to, like pay attention to anything i just hit drums as fast as hard as i can um which is awesome like i kind of don't know what took me so long between rock bands you know to start another one or whatever
0: yeah that's great i mean it just again it comes from the right place um and there's no expectations of if we get this one sync we're gonna be oh no right
1: right 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 (laughs) yeah i mean like having super busy with into it over it um Matt's just super busy. He's just such a fan of music that he's just super busy getting high, listening to records every day, I think. Uh, <laughs> and I'm busy, you know, changing diapers, so it's cool. And this is the
0: outlet. This is the, this this. I mean, I there could be worse ways to do it.
1: Yeah, this is sort of like, you know, like the, uh, like the Ben, or what's his name? Ben Stiller, but Vince Vaughn or something. Like, this is like, for me, because I'm older than those dudes, I think it's probably very different for Matt, who's only 24, maybe, or 25, and Evan's younger, too. But for me, this is like, oh, I got this band, and we, we get together once a month, and I get to go sit in the garage and drink beers <laughs> with my friends. You know, like it's <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, except I could justify it with the wife, because we actually make a little money and stuff, so
0: it's cool. She can let you away for a little bit.
1: Yeah, she, uh, she, she's like, you're just going there to drink beer to your friends. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to come home with some a couple hundred dollars, so
0: it's cool. So, they're like, She's like, yeah, whatever.
1: Like, yeah, um,
0: well, I think the last too, I just love to look to the future and, you know, what what do you feel um, is next? And what would be something that you want to do? Um, something that hasn't happened yet?
1: Uh <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, like I'm actually, I'm legitimately pretty excited. I think, I, I guess I'd like to, if I could get popular and popular enough to play a few more shows where I could take my whole family with me. Um, like if, if in the summer I was popular enough to play a bunch of shows and make money and like travel easily with the whole family, um, I think that'd be, that'd be a goal. Um, I don't see or want. Yeah. That's enough. That'd be cool.
0: You seem pretty I mean, content.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's all good. Somehow in the past, just a couple of years, it's sort of like, you know, like, uh, I'm going to the UK in a couple of weeks and I'm excited about it, but it's also sort of like, it makes, it throws my whole family out of whack for like probably two or three weeks. Just like the preparation to getting there to get like babysitters and stuff. And, um, like my wife works and it comes home and she's like gotta be with the kids by herself or whatever but um, it'd be cool to sort of like get to the point when I mean I'll make some money doing that but if I if I was able to like make enough money to like justify it more you know that'd be cool <laughs> but um, I mean it's, it's pretty cool just to be able to go anyway so
0: someone needs to yeah. get your music with a sync someone needs to rock that harder
1: Let's I'm get. Sure we gotta get. Uh, we gotta get. Let's chase on it for sure. <laughs> let's do. It, I gotta chase. get chase. I just gotta keep getting my songs played at emo night at uh, Idle Hands. <laughs> like one time, uh, I played in Las Vegas at a cafe, and like it was fine. I was I was like kind of oh cool. Like there was a. There was like a lot of people I didn't think they'd be at the show. This is like 10, 12 years ago, or something, a long time ago. Um, and I was like, "Oh, that opening band was pretty awesome too." Like I remember thinking, "I'm like they're kind of like eighty sounding." And maybe five years later, six years later, I saw like the promoter dude, and he's like, "Oh man, you remember that show? How crazy is that?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that was cool." There's like a lot of people. He's like, "Yeah, you don't remember the Killers opened for you?" I was no like, oh shit. shit. I remember liking that band that opened for me, and I was being the killer. Yeah.